1: What's up? Well, that's good fam. I am so excited for today. As I know so many of you are because no joke, not exaggerating. Every time I've ever said like, okay, who do y'all want on the podcast? It is like hundreds of comments that say Lauren Daigle. And (laughs) today we finally got Lauren Daigle on the podcast. Lauren, I am so excited that you're on. Girl, thank you. Thank you for welcoming me on here. I'm pumped to be with y'all. It's so fun. Lauren, you've been like such a good friend and like also somebody that I look up to actually this is embarrassing but i have to tell you the truth on this today i was posting an instagram story saying like lauren's gonna be on the podcast and you know how like when you go into the dms like you can see if you've ever sent that person a message yeah uh, i found a message that i sent you from 2015 (laughs) yes wait what did it say at the Dove awards and i was like hey girl (laughs) like saw you at the doves tonight and i was like are you gonna be at Winter Jam would love to hang out with you. This is like literally five years ago. I sent this oh, to you. So gosh. glad that we we're finally getting to talk, but we've obviously gotten to hang out several other times and I'm very thankful for that. But I was laughing so hard. I was like, wow, that's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I love that kind of stuff. When I tell you I am the world's worst at any of that. I feel like fans will go on, and I'm like, okay, I need to go look at the Instagram DMs <laughs> and just like, even just spend an hour, just like looking at it, or 30 minutes looking at yeah. it. I can barely figure out. I'm like, now, what is your primary? <laughs> Wait, what is your general? I'm like, I'm That's so, awesome. I'm so lost. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but this has happened to me. Where. It's almost like God gives you almost a foreshadowing, if you will, of the people that are going to be in your life. I've had those moments where people that I admired or that inspired me or encouraged me on a hard day, it's crazy how at some point in life you have intersections with them and you're like, wow, like five years ago, God did this. And I remember how influential that was to me in that moment. And now we're friends. I don't know how to explain it. And it's not like... For everybody listening, that might sound like, yeah, celebrity of some or whatever. No, (laughs) it's like God literally predestines in your heart. Like He says, Hey, I'm going to make you love the connection with me through this person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, He brings them into your life. Like I remember I was in high school and I loved. Hillsong United, like loved, loved, loved. Yeah. The first song I ever sang in church was Hosanna by Hillsong. And then
1: Wow, that's cool.
0: From that, they were like, would you lead worship for the youth group? And so me and my friends, we would lead worship every Wednesday night. And we would just find like Hillsong United song after song after song. <laughs> I remember thinking like the highlight of my life would just be either like to see them live or to go to one of their events or something like that. And then once I got into the music industry, the thing that's crazy is they asked me to tour with them. And I just remember thinking like, God, you are so funny (laughs) that you would write on my heart this deep connection with you through that music. And then later in my life, allow me to partner with what they were doing. So cool. It's crazy. I feel like that with you.
1: I love that. Yeah. I know. I totally feel like that. And I love that. You're so right. It's not like a celebrity thing. It really is like such a God thing. I remember, because the reason why I remember you from the Dove Awards, and honestly, I didn't really know much about Christian music the first time I went to the Dove Awards. We were kind of there because of Doug Dynasty, and we hadn't really been like totally involved in the Christian industry world. And so I just didn't really know lot of people. But back five years ago, which is crazy just to show how much the Lord's done in my life, but I was just a very like timid worshiper, I guess. I was honestly thinking about myself too much. I never like raised my hands and worshiped. Like I just didn't feel the like emotion and worship because of just like a lot of different like religious things from my past. And anyways, I'm at the devil words and you were sitting in front of me and you were worshiping with like just your heart abandoned to the Lord. And I just remember thinking like, wow, like I want to have that freedom whenever I worship and through several different things in my life and really just having real encounters with the Lord. Now I could not care who's watching. I'll worship like yeah. crazy by myself and in front of people just because I love the Lord and the worship so free. But I remember seeing that influence in you. And that's really cool. Cause I know like a lot of girls obviously look up to you because you know of all the songs you've written and the things that you do but I just looked up to you before even really knowing much of like who you were to the world just who you were in person and that was really cool and then obviously I fell in love with your music and stuff but I do think that was such a god thing I saw that and I was like man I want to be like that and you inspired me in that moment and you continue to so thanks for just being you it's awesome and you do encourage so many people like I said you really have been the most requested person on the podcast and that's just not just because you're cool or famous, which you are, but it's because so many people look up to you and the words that you've written have literally brought them to the heart of worship. So it's awesome. Wow. But I wanted to ask you the question we ask everybody on the podcast to kick it off. And the question is, what's the best piece of advice that you've been given or or a good piece of advice that you've been given lately? And the reason I ask this is just because most people on the podcast are people that give advice to everybody else. Wow. And I think it's cool to hear what advice they were given that kind of influences them to be who they are. And so anything stick out to you from recently? Okay. I think about
0: this all the time. It's not exactly recent as far as like the past, like two weeks or something, but recent as far as this phase of my life. Yeah. I remember, I think it was like my third or fourth tour I was ever on. I was with this guy, his name is Jason Gray. Mm -hmm. And we were on the tour bus And he was going through a really, really hard kind of place in life. And he had to get some counseling through that season. And he told me in the best of ways, he said, Lauren, true freedom is giving people the permission to misunderstand you. Wow. And I'll say it again, just because if you're like me and like mildly ADHD, when the one-liners are (laughs) dropped, you're like, can you say it one more time, please? So (laughs) true freedom is giving someone the permission to misunderstand you. Wow. That, to me, has been so key and influential because a lot of times, like another piece of advice, in the midst of that piece of advice, is like (laughs) offense is taken, it's not given. Yeah. And so whenever you think about people that you could be offending by being who you are, Mm. a lot of times that can cause you to limit your expressivity Or just who you are, like the way God had wired you, the way God made you. When you're looking over your shoulder like, is this going to be accepted? Or is that going to be accepted? Or will I be liked for being this way? Or will I be rejected for being this way? You know, I feel like when you have your identity in Christ like on lock and when you've kind of paved that road and that changes, like there's always a right turn, then there's a left turn, then there's like a curve, you know. But when you're on that road of knowing your identity and knowing who you are in him and kind of what he has uniquely designed you as, yeah. You start to find that looking over your shoulder for acceptance and approval starts to get a little less and a little less with each risk, if you will, yeah, of being yourself. And so, when so many people are looking at you, and when you realize like the platform is responsibility too, like it's not just oh, wow, this is cool. Like, I got to ride on a tour bus and sing some songs. And (laughs) there we go. When you realize, like, no, your words, you will be held accountable for in pretty intense ways. Like, my friend, those words consistently ring true. Like, not only when I'm in an interview, i.e. right now. Yeah. You know, and I botch something or I say the wrong thing and it gets taken in the wrong context or whatever. Do I walk away and toil and labor and spin over that? Or do I accept the fact that, you know what, there was a moment of humanity that slipped in there. And right. thank God for His goodness that He sees my heart and He knows all that is wrapped up in it, you know? Yeah, so good. And so it can be in those intense moments, but it can also be as simple as like, I know a lot of people concerned about what to wear. Okay, right. or when I dress for the day, am I dressing because it's like, what well, I love to look like and what makes me feel free, or yeah. is it because I want certain people to pay attention and I want people to like me, you know? Yeah. And none of those in of themselves are actually bad. It's just when it actually comes and takes away from the uniqueness of who you are. Yeah. Honestly, what that ends up becoming is a stifling of boldness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like God delights in the meek and he also delights in boldness. And definitely, like, with the way that the world is right now, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: boldness is something that is to be protected and treasured and cared for and nourished, you know? Yeah. And so when you give people the permission to misunderstand, it's saying, this is what God has placed inside of me. This is the way he's wired me to be. These are the truths that I stand upon. With Kizzit
1: Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this.
0: And if you misunderstand, it's okay. I will give you the luxury of my permission to take who I am and turn it in a way that maybe only you can, you know?
1: But yeah.
0: And then the flip side is to love people once they have misunderstood you. Yeah. Is to still be there and to still say, God, like that person, they could have hurt me or they could have taken what I've said and ran with it and allowed it to offend them or become something painful between us. yeah. But it really is saying, even in that, I'm going to choose to love and to bless and to move forward with good intentions towards that person.
1: That's so good. Wow. That's so huge. Honestly, I'm like taking a lot in right now from my own heart, me and a friend were just talking the other day and we were talking about like our biggest irrational fear. Like, what's the biggest thing that you're afraid of that's just kind of irrational? And she said, I think my biggest fear is honestly being misunderstood. And wow, we both just kind of talked about that. Like that feeling of being misunderstood is so hard and it's so hard to swallow. But if you can get past the fear of that and like mm-hmm. allow people to misunderstand you, the freedom you would feel like what you're saying is so huge. And it's really cool that you said that because I just shared with you why I ask people the best piece of advice they've been given. It's normally because it's what you know, we see in you anyways. And it's something that somebody shared. And this has never been more on point because my first like question I was going to talk to you about was how (laughs) you are like the most like free and fun and like fearless person. And I watch you and like you just you don't let other people's opinion or anything like seem to really shake who you are. And so it was just like so spot on that you literally just said all of that because if I were to say how do you do all that, it goes right back to that. Allowing people it's okay to misunderstand me. And so that way you can fully live free and be your fun self and be fearless in the way that you dress and speak and act. And I just think that was so cool. That that's probably never played out so perfectly. That was really <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was awesome. I that. And I wanted to ask just along those lines, because you talked about like what people say about you, what people think about you. I want to talk about You Say. That song like literally wrecked the world. Like, I thought it was so cool. And as like a friend, I was like cheering you on left and right. Every time oh. I heard it on any TV show or any time in the car, I also belted it out. Not nearly as good as you, but the <laughs> words were just like everything I would want to declare over my life. And what so many other people, even people who weren't Christians that were just like, yes, like that's genuinely what every human wants to believe that like somebody says that they're loved and that they belong and that they're all of those things. And you know, whenever I write anything, whether it's a book or a blog or a message like getting to the words that I write like it, it takes something for me like I have to believe it first right yeah. like something oh, yeah. has to hit me like in a god way for me to be like okay like I believe this before I can ever go like sing it or uh, write it or speak it or whatever and so for you like where did those words you say like come from and how did you like what was that moment like for you to actually believe those things that pretty much everybody in the world that like, craves to believe
0: okay so this is God in his humor that everything in this podcast is connecting so good. <laughs> Ironically, that came from the Dev Awards. No way. Which is literally what started off with this whole conversation. But well, yeah, I was at the Dev Awards. It was my very first time there. Okay, tell me if you ever had this kind of thing go on. But I remember feeling like, wow, okay, there's lights everywhere, there's cameras everywhere. And there's just a piece of me that is longing for home. Like I'm just longing for the girl that I once was before all of this happened. For sure. And at that point, I was like kind of in the crosshairs. So it was like, how can it be he'd come out? But it wasn't quite the magnitude of look up child, you know? Like I knew I was right on the cusp. Yeah. And I remember like the next day I had a co-write. With my producers and I walked in and I was like, I don't know, like, I can't change for this. Like, I don't want to lose who I am Mm. to change in order to fit what this demands and like what this looks like, you know, being in the music industry. And I remember that wrestle, like it was like staring back at the swamp and like just wishing that I could go out on the boat or something and like just genuinely missing that way of life. While being surrounded by like tons of pressure, lots of expectation, a lot of demand. I mean, Louisiana people are so low key. Like (laughs) we really just are like we just have a passion for simplicity and we delight in each other. Yeah. And so when I was like all of a sudden thrust into this world where it's just like high demand, high pressure, high expectation, I felt lost in the shuffle and I could see where it was going to take away from the girl that I was in Louisiana. yeah. And so kind of sitting at that crosshairs, my producer said, you need to just replace all the lies and all the doubt of what you're going into. It was definitely the fear of the unknown as well. Right. Like replace all the lies and all the doubt with the truth. Mm. And that's how we wrote the song. Like wow, point blank, like everything that was tripping me up or was causing doubt or causing me to be afraid of taking a step forward. We just kind of spoke to those lies. And, and it all goes back to identity. Like when we go into the Bible and we see the promises of who God says we are, mm-hmm. that allows our identity in Him to be enhanced. Once you know those promises, it allows your identity to become deeper and deeper. And then in that, you know who you can be walking in this world. Right. Like how to kind of take step by step by step, face fear head on, you know?
1: so good that was so good honestly it's really cool Lauren to hear the backstory on that because it's so like the song already felt really personal but now it feels even more personal because I remember feeling the exact same way it was like right after Dancing with the Stars and I just felt like where the world and even life I mean, even God, like even where it was all pulling me, I thought it was going to mean like me having to change a lot of who I am and what I love. Yeah, And I didn't want to change that. Like I felt really comfortable here in Louisiana and my small school that I love and playing basketball. And like you said, you said it so right. There's a passion for simplicity and just family dinners and just being here and just being low key and yes. all of those things. And I just love that. And I remember just feeling that tug and being really afraid of it. And I remember just kind of getting on my knees one day and just being really honest with God and being like, God, I think you chose the wrong person because I do not fit this mold. <laughs> yeah. I am not meant for fame. I am definitely not meant for Hollywood. I do not want to move to California. All that I did not, I did not, I did not, yep. not realizing that that wasn't even what really God was calling me to. That was just the route that I had seen you know, taken from so many and thinking that was going to happen to me. And would I even be able to stand it and all of those things. And in those prayers, though, that's when the word of God became so true to my life. And I was like, okay, wow, like everything that you say in this word, like I can take that personally and like I can become just actually who I'm meant to be in you and that doesn't have to look anything like the world and I can be confident in that and I remember reading Hebrews 10 35 and it says so then do not forget the confident trust that you have in the Lord for that will be richly rewarding and just kind of taking him at his word and all of those things and it's just really cool because I feel like you know for both of us our story happened to be like this moment of like fame that brought us to this moment of like who do you say I am but the truth is like that song literally meets everybody right where they're at because it's the same problem that we all go through that wrestle with our identity the wrestle with our confidence the wrestle with are we loved are we enough do we belong all of those different things and everybody faces that like if you're famous, that kind of is like, you know, it might not be like the crock pot. It's like the insta pot, you know, it's like all of a sudden you kind of feel it all rising really fast, (laughs) but in life it's a crock pot of all the things you're going to face those things. And so it's just so cool to know that that was came from a time like that and that you truly define your identity from God. And like, you can see how that's carried you through highs and lows of everyday life. And I would encourage anybody listening, you know, take that song, take the words of God, take the scripture personally. And because when you find your identity in him, it doesn't really matter where he's taking you. You can trust that it's going to be good. And even if it's not what you thought it was going to be for your own life, like finding not comfortability, because it's not going to be comfortable, but contentment in him. Yeah, God's going to be able to use you in so many more ways than you ever could have thought for yourself. And I'm so glad that, You know, we decided to trust him with that. But, man, it is hard. But those words definitely do, like, sing over so many people for where they're at. And I love that.
2: At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs
1: shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? I want to talk to you too about, can I just mention like the highs and lows of life because yeah definitely yeah. there are highs and lows in life. In 2020, we've hit some we've hit some lows for sure and just <laughs> some, some craziness. Not that there hasn't been good things that have come out, but you know, for you, I know that you were expecting to go on like this world tour. I was expected to be in London all summer preaching and it was just like kind of, it seemed like it was going to be this high of a year and then everything got canceled. And so for you, like how do you shift that expectation expectation to like okay this is what it thought it was going to be but now this is what it is and it's kind of even like in life i thought it was going to be living in louisiana doing this and now i'm doing this like how do you constantly navigate that shifting that maybe god takes you through a life takes you through to just find like a solid ground for where you're at okay that is the question of the century because <laughs> i am someone like
0: when I mean I hate change, like I hate (laughs) transition. I hate change. I do not handle it well (laughs) whatsoever. In the moment, big time change, I'm pretty good at. I can navigate and like lead people through it. And then once like I'm done with the leading aspect, it's like, okay, now I'm going to go in my room and get on my knees and be like, God, what are you doing? (laughs) Yep. So for me, like, especially with this year, I was just at my house the other day, just kind of walking around and just thinking and praying. And I remember locking a door and I don't know what the significance of that is, but I'm sure God will reveal it to me. But I was either walking in and out of the door or locking the door or whatever. And as I was doing that, it was like in the dialogue, I was just like, God, you had me on a path Hmm. that was finally at the apex of what I had built since I was a kid, like what you had placed inside of me since I was a little girl was finally meeting its fullest potential. Wow! And I said, and then it all stopped. And I'll say that in this regard, like I remember being a little girl and hearing Celine Dion and hearing Whitney Houston and hearing these vocals that were just like out of control and thinking, I wonder what that must be like. And you know, telling people at five years old, I want to be a singer when I grow up. And then I got to high school and I ended up getting sick with an illness. And that made me on homebound. And if anybody knows my story, they've heard that a million times. It's like almost, it's almost like how much more am I going to talk about that? But it was such an influential time, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I got sick and I was actually headed towards like an academic route, like going to be a doctor. Wow! And when I was sick, it was kind of when God stilled me and the passion for music came back up and mm. it kind of went from like a pipe dream idea to like, oh, I think this is what God is like asking of me. Like, like, come on, let's do this. Wow. And so I remember like having visions. Like I would have visions about tour buses and stages and different arenas and all these things. And then I end up getting signed and then we start touring and doing all of it. And it wasn't until this tour. That I saw what was in the dream, wow. like we had finally got to the point of what God was showing me, as far as like a touring perspective is concerned. And so I was like, "Lord, I am dumbfounded." Like, right? Talk about the rug being ripped out because this wasn't a part of the vision that you showed me. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I think in these scenarios, my grandmother kind of taught me this, like. Whenever you have something difficult, it is 100% the making lemonade out of lemons. Like it is your job and your responsibility in life to keep the positive perspective on things.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm saying you as in me, like that's what she instilled in me. Mm -hmm. And... It doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard days. It doesn't mean that you're not going to say, God, okay, when is this going to be over? Like, please, for the love, can we not have to wear masks for the rest of our lives? Like, it doesn't mean that there aren't these other things that aren't going to come. It doesn't mean there's not going to be restless nights. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be moments of sorrow, like at a lost dream or something. Now, think about all the people who are graduating, extreme tenures of studying. Like, I know a lot of med students that had just finished med school and didn't get to have a match day and didn't get to have a graduation and kids that were in high school. And like, basically when you're in the fourth grade, you start dreaming about your high school graduation. So like thinking about all the time that you've been dreaming about something and then the rug getting ripped out from underneath you and Mm. that dream looks like it's dead. But God has this beautiful way of always giving back what seems like the locusts have stolen. Like he is so faithful in that. Yeah, so good. And so I've said, okay, God, show me the lemonade. Show me how to like, what is the recipe? Like, show me the recipe. Mm -hmm. And the recipe for me has been like reconnecting with friends that I wasn't as in touch with. I started like a girls group once a week. We get on FaceTime and we just like talk about life, talk about current events. We pray together. We read the word. It's awesome. And it's just like something that I hope continues even when I go into touring because it's kept me really connected to friends. And when life gets harder, when like people talk about the end times or talk about the government or whatever, who are going to be the people that stand beside you to hold you accountable? Yeah. The ones that will say, hey, this is that scripture. Don't you remember it? This is the way we have to live. Like, this is the way we must walk. Yeah. I think for me, the recipe was to make lemonade, get with your friends again, like, refresh those relationships that have been needed to be watered for quite some time. Like, ever since you went touring, like, you've been needing to water these friendships. And then on the flip side, acknowledging the fact that I've gotten to spend so much more time with family. Yep. My grandfather's in the hospital one of my other family members had a baby and it's just like Mm. the things that are really dear actually getting to be present for and not just like look past and say well but I could be in Brazil right now yeah like actually right now I think I'm supposed to be in Tokyo (laughs) like for real and so I'm like this was the first time I was ever doing a full world tour where we were going to every continent except for Antarctica you know wow and so I was really looking forward to that but I know the promise that God says and the truth and the validity that He works all things out for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. We hear it so much, but it's definitely in times like this where you're like, God I know that everything that feels like it's stolen, I know everything that feels like it has been robbed, you will give me the grace and the ability to see the good in it. You'll give me the ability when the anxiety comes of like how much longer, you know, people think I'm just like free and silly and all that. And I am, I absolutely am. But it doesn't mean that there aren't moments where I have legit anxiety, where I'm like, God, I need you for sure to not, when I look around and I see how much is changing, and like I said, I'm the person who hates change. Yeah. When I see that, like that initiates anxiety in me. And so I say, God, I want to remain the girl that dances. Like I want mm-hmm. to remain the girl that knows how to laugh in the middle of a storm. Like how do I tend to that soil? It's good. How do I keep that alive and alert and rich right now? Because it will be a positive perspective it will be a hopeful outlook that gets you from one point to the next whenever you feel like the rug has kind of been ripped out from underneath you yeah it's not to say that bad days aren't helpful mm-hmm. because sometimes bad days point you to how much you need to keep a positive perspective it's true you know and there's people that struggle or deal with mental illness or things like that and It is okay to have a bad day. But to be able to pull from the truth of God's word and say, God, like, you will continue me from this point to the next. Like, it is your power that I will walk through. Like, it is your grace that will get me to the next step. God, renew my mind. Like, every day, renew my Mm -hmm. mind. I don't want to be hostile. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be depressed. I want to stay focused. I want to be invigorated. How do I encourage other people in this time? Like, yeah. what are those things that I need to do in order to listen to your spirit in a better way throughout this period of time? That's good. So that for me, that's kind of the recipe on how to deal with difficult times.
1: I love it. That was a long answer, but that's kind hey, of the- <laughs> We need it. It's been a long year. <laughs> it's been a long six months. Yes. <laughs> no, that's so good, Lauren. I am so with you. And, and it's even cool to hear you say like, yes, you're silly and fun and free and all those things, but you have legit anxiety. Like same for me. Like I think a lot of people and people even comment this, like, how are you so happy during this time? Or like, why would you be posting things that are happy during this time? Like, are you not like struggling or, and it's not that I'm not struggling at totally. At times there are days that are hard and there are days that are sad and disappointing and definitely days that anxiety can start rising up. And even I've woken up in the night anxious about different things, you know, but at the same time, like you said, I just feel like, it is up to me to like root myself in the scripture and like keep positivity in the best way that we can and not be naive to what's going on. like you said, not be willing to sit in those bad days and feel it for a minute and also help other people through it. But yeah. the word does said that we are the light of the world, right? And so it is kind of part of our job to preach the light, to share the light, to share Jesus, to share hope in the midst of this. Yes, And I love what you said. Christian actually said to me today, he is like, you know, you know, the Bible talks. So like seeking and you will find he's like I, I think in this time like more than ever like you have to seek because if you're not intentionally seeking then you're gonna miss it like you're gonna miss what god's doing but if you like fix your eyes to seek like you're gonna see god even in the midst of this yes and he's, it's so true and he's so right i wanted to circle back to something that you said that i thought was just really cool you were talking about like when you were five and he started singing and like you knew like I want to be a singer, but it was kind of like a side passion, you know, you're like, but I might be a doctor because that's actually (laughs) what I'm good at. That was kind of me too. When I was five years old, I would preach on the table to my parents and they were like, oh, she's, you know, she's a little preacher, all this stuff. But like never in a million years did I ever think I would actually preach. Like no way. I was actually banking on getting a scholarship to college for track and hoping to play basketball. I was like so dedicated to that. I didn't know what I'd do past them, but that was my goal. And then whenever... Doug Dynasty, all that started, my grandpa found a video of me preaching when I was five. And it was just so crazy that that came up during that time. And I just wanted to like share that with people because I just wanted to like encourage people who are listening, girls out there, like don't underestimate what God has put in you. Don't underestimate what God has put in you in a young age and the things that you might think, oh, this is just... This is just silly. This is just fun. This is just whatever, because God can use those little talents and those little passions and the purpose that he put in you in such big ways. Also on the flip side, don't put an expectation of exactly what that will look like because you could think of a million different things, but his ways are going to be higher than yours, but don't underestimate those little things because I think God can use those things in huge ways and take you down roads that you never thought you would go. So I wanted to encourage you with that. And also Something I'm learning in this time, because I think a lot of you have been asking like how to get through these times of quarantine and what God's teaching. And just for the sake of being on a podcast, I thought I'd share I was supposed to be in London, and Lauren's talking about supposed to be in Tokyo and all these things, and there were these big plans ahead. And I remember at the beginning of quarantine asking God, like, God, like, what just happened? Like, I thought I was going to be here, and why did I feel such a peace about that? Why was I so excited about that? Like, so many prayers went into that, and as soon as I said that to the Lord, like, so many prayers, I just felt like such a conviction, and like, I stopped, and I was like, wait a second, like my prayer for London the whole time was that the Lord would send just a fresh revival in the young people in London, that they would just be excited for the word and that God's spirit would just be something that was talked about amongst the youth in London. And I was like, wait a second, like my prayer is still on, like everything is canceled, but my prayer is still on. And just because God decided to, to not use me in that place right now doesn't mean that God's not still working in that place right now. And so I think that that's something that I've taken on this year is that like, maybe sometimes I get so ahead of myself that I'm actually like, not just praying. And that's where all the power is like beyond anything I can do, like God's going to be the one that does the thing. And so just because everything in 2020 is canceled, like prayer is still on and God is still powerful and God is so good. And so whatever you were praying and expecting, or maybe even not what you were praying, maybe what you were planning and expecting that didn't work out, like shift that plan to like prayer and see what God does during this time. I think we'll look back and as hard as it is and as devastating as some things will be, I do hope that we come out and years later say, man, we grew so much and we're so strengthened and refined by that time, even like Lauren was saying, with friendships, with family, with our identity and ourself, what better it's time to root yourself in scripture and talk to God about who you are, you know, when everything's stripped away. And so I do think some beautiful things can come from this, but Lauren, you're so encouraging. I feel really encouraged by this conversation. I wanna go back and listen, cause I am the ADD person that will miss the one-liners and be like, wait, I need to listen to that again and write that like everywhere. But you had so much good advice. I know people are gonna be so encouraged and strengthened. I, for one, and the LO team is so for you and cheering you on so much and everything that you do everything that you say also wanted to shout out i know you have a podcast daigle bites everybody go check out daigle bites and ld tv another thing that lauren has and go follow her on instagram lauren underscore daigle she is a light in the world and um, i just love you think you're awesome lauren thank you so much Girl,
0: I love you. And if it takes a podcast for me to just hear your voice and hear how you're doing, I'll do it <laughs> any day. <laughs> it's that's so, so true. good to <laughs> hear from you. I wish you the best, girl. Aw, thank you. You too, friend. Yep. I'll see you soon. Bye, everybody.
1: Are you ready for a well, that's good. Well, that's bad advice.
2: I am ready for that well, that's good. That well, that's bad <laughs> <laughs> That was a tongue twister.
1: That was a tongue twister. Well, that's good. Well, that's bad advice.
2: Well, that's good. Well, that's bad advice.
1: Good job. All right. So the what that's good and bad advice is always brought to us by the what that's good podcast Instagram, where you all send in DMs of good and bad advice. Our
2: fellow DMers.
1: Our fellow DMers. So thank you everyone who follows and DMs. All right. The first one we got. Some people come into your life as a blessing and some people come into your life as a lesson. I thought like no. that was supposed to rhyme better than I just read it.
2: No, I think, Blessings, I, think I think you did a good job. No, I don't, I, I, don't I don't know if it was meant to rhyme actually. I guess actually, it wasn't. That's really good advice though. Yeah. I mean, some people, you know, definitely come into your life, whether you want to call it seasons or a time period or whatever, but certain people, just for whatever stage of life you're in, you know, people definitely help you learn things and teach you things. And sometimes, you know, certain friendships last for, for a long time and some are short. Some yeah, are
1: true. Some are seasonal, some are lifelong. Yep. Kind of know you just summed which up everything I was gonna say. Well, we're better as one. <laughs> so um true. it's funny actually because my dad's been kind of roasting us for our Christianese, apparently. So you know how like sometimes in the church people will say things that like nobody else in the world really says. Pivot. Pivot. Seasons. Seasons, my tribe, all these <laughs> different things. Yeah. And so now we're like hyper aware of when we say those things. So Christians like, well, whether you call it seasons or yeah. whatever. whatever. <laughs> But I still am going to say seasons, and because I don't care if my dad makes fun of me. That's so
2: true.
1: All right. In a year from now, you'll wish you started today.
2: There's no better time than now.
1: That's true. Except for Christian also likes to inform me that you can't do everything today.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Yesterday, was it yesterday that we were talking about? Yeah. Yesterday, she listed like 20 things that she was going to do. And I was like, you might do three of those, because there's only 24 hours in a day. Technically, 12 hours, because...
1: You sleep, sleep for like, like
2: 12 <laughs> hours. So there's not enough time as, as all the stuff that you're wanting to do. Yep.
1: I do like to be well rested. I do feel like we operate better rested, okay? So but at the same time, see, I like to set a big list. And then if I get like a lot of things, then I'm like, well, hey, I might get more done setting like 20 things than it, I would if I set like three
2: things. That's, yeah, that's so true. It's yeah. just
1: my method. It's and then stars. whatever I don't get
2: yeah. gets to tomorrow. Gets to tomorrow um she shoots for the stars
1: yep and if you miss you'll hit the moon is that the saying uh-uh.
2: I don't. I don't think <laughs> oh
1: so. man okay if you don't support me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best Ooh, that,
2: <laughs> pivot. that's a that's a, pivot. that's a hardcore just 90
1: if you don't um, i mean it's probably true that's yeah, probably true yeah i would I mean, say that's probably yeah, good advice yeah, you
2: want you want friends who are Who love you at your worst and love you at your best and are with you through thick and thin.
1: I don't know that it's good advice to ever say that to anyone. Yeah. But it's good advice to just kind of tuck it. Just be aware of it. Be aware of it. Hey, they probably don't deserve me Mm -hmm. at best if they can't. Yeah. Yeah. God's way or the highway.
2: (laughs) That should be a song.
1: God's way or the highway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good advice. Can be
1: hope to win but expect to lose
2: that's good that's that goes with kind of what we always mm-hmm. talk about expectations yeah you know?
1: i'm surprised you said that you well, never really expect to lose that's
2: true yeah but you also got in life yeah, yeah. you got to be humble
1: yeah I lo- wow yeah. i love that yeah
2: yeah, I'm really pivoting.
1: You are pivoting. It's this is a season, new season. It's a season of pivots for our tribe. <laughs>
2: for
1: our tribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, thanks for sending in good and bad advice. That was actually really good. That was All really advice good. was yeah. great. So thank you for sending in advice and following the What's Good podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. Lauren Daigle brought it. She so brought good. it. You want to you want to do a little Lauren Daigle?
2: Yeah, give me a line. Still Rolling Stones. Still Rolling Stones. You're still rolling, Roland. You're still rolling stones. <laughs> we'll let Lauren
1: sing Still Rolling Stones. But Lauren seriously brought it. I hope that you guys feel so encouraged and strengthened today and got so much good advice. Love you guys and can't wait for the next
2: week. Love us,